That's why uh, Duggan is the mayor. People, uh, you know, people didn't go out and vote. I was trying to find out if he was living in the mansion, you know, which Charlie told me he wasn't, so I put a bright eye to find out if he was. No bullshit news. It's a big corruption umbrella. Okay. And what he is, this is a white justice and black justice. I could live 10,000 lifetimes and never live up to the name of the Honorable Coleman Young. It's hard when we, we pay our taxes, our property taxes and everything, and it gets turned around and put into for development profit. No bullshit news. Yo, wait, Bob. What's that? I just actually listened what you put together there. You're being libtard Bob. Uh, well, yeah, wait a minute. That was like that's me. That was Mongo and Riddle and Carmack and Talib and Coleman. No, Young Talib Jr. wasn't on there. I, like we Coleman Young Jr. Wait, what? What is that? This is a well balanced show. That was our left leaning open. Uh. <laughs> hey, Karen. Hey, Charlie. We're a little decimated today because uh, you know that flu's going around, and you you're never, sick. You never know okay. the flu's going around till you get it. You're like, don't le- don't leave it here. I please. Feel, I feel bad because I tell you know my daughter like. You're not skipping practice. You're not missing school. And then you realize, like, ridiculous. Eh, <laughs> like crap, yeah. I'm, I'm spinning. But this whiskey's fixing it. Well, you're sick, and Joey's sick, uh, so he's not here today. Zoobs get better. Yeah. Anyway, uh, all right, let's go. Got a lot to get to, so. Uh, we do. Yeah, today, you know, I, I just, you guys know the conceit of the show. We don't talk about stories we're not involved with, or we don't know people who are involved with them. Uh, big, big story in the world, Trump. Impeachment inquiry, and to help us understand the politics and the law, joining us today we'll have Justin Miller, the national uh, national editor of the Daily Beast. Huge, huge, huge get right, and uh, yeah, he's from Westland, Michigan. He's a brother, uh, and Robert Sedler, the special assistant attorney general of Michigan, uh, and Wayne State professor of law, who's an expert on constitutional law. That's good. In a regular way, take us through what we're going to expect here. Also. Was Mayor uh, Mike Duggan of Detroit handing out checks for phantom work? Did he lie? Was I wrong? Or is this baby heating up? And finally, the Detroit Tigers set a new historical <laughs> low. Oh, is it time for Illich to sell? But first, I want to mention our sponsors. I'm going to go off the script here with uh, Luke Nowacki. You all know him. We talk about him. I just want to say this. Do it yourself. When you do it, you, do you fix your car by yourself, most of you? No. No. You, you want a boob job? Do you uh, do uh, that uh, yourself? You go to the Something experts. Else? Do you go to the gynecologist or do you use a makeup Why is, mirror? What's with the gender thing, Charlie? I mean, I, I'm getting to it because it's, it's, it's liberal and, and feminine today. Wait, what was the first one I said? You said a boob job, then you said a gynecologist. <laughs> well, I was getting to the other stuff. Okay. And the first thing I said, I, I don't think it was, I think it was gender neutral, but would you give yourself a proctological exam? How about that? <laughs> I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to touch that the one. The thing is, you really wouldn't, right? No, you go to the experts. You go to the experts. You yeah. seek counsel. I talk to a lot of people about a lot of things. Why would you not seek advice about investment and savings and the direction of the economy? Somebody that does it professionally. And your future. That And your future for your family. Yeah. You know what I mean? What are your goals? What is the long-term strategy? The Dow's up and down. You call Luke Nowacki at Pinnacle Wealth, 248-663-4748. He doesn't react to the market. It's a long-term strategy for we, the regular people. He positions you and your investments, retirement, and the college savings plans. So you're the, it's there in the future. Don't that's guess. When, that's when you want it. Don't think you're smarter than Wall Street because you're not. No. I was talking to Kevin Orr, the emergency manager of Detroit. Hey, the game's rigged. 
They're moving their stuff. Your, your stuff comes second. Know the direction. Luke Nowacki at Pinnacle Wealth, 248-663-4748. Securities and Investment Advisory Services offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRASIPC. Royal Alliance Associates, Inc. is separately owned, and other entities that are marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates, Inc. Call Luke Nowacki. Yeah, and Hall Financial. Again, yeah. we started off with money. It's serious. You week. need pros. And it's yeah. not too late. I just saw something on Twitter. It's not too late to begin to solidify or stabilize or grow your wealth. Let's edit that out. Karen. Why? It's never it's, too late. It's well, no bullshit right. news. I just saw it on Twitter. Yeah, but she's right. So, it's never too late. you got to start. Again, folks. <laughs> folks, <laughs> don't get your advice from Twitter. No, that's not advice. That's just, it's not too late, Charlie. That was just an inspirational message. <laughs> you got to start sometime. Yeah. That's no BS. Ooh. I love Twitter. <laughs> tweet, tweet, money. What do I do? Tweet, easy money. Chicks for free. Hall Financial has received nearly 800 five-star reviews from their happy clients, and they're on a mission to hit 1,000 by the end of 19. Wow. This team of mortgage professionals provides every client with VIP service, ensuring they feel like a name and not a number. What if I told you that you could skip a mortgage payment and lower your payment? Or if I told you that Hall Financial will not only walk you through the process of buying your home, but provide you with the top realtor in your area? Who doesn't want that type of full service, that kind of advice, that kind of expert? I do. If you're thinking, make the call. Hall Financial knows how to deliver five-star service. That means your schedule availability at night and on weekends. They are going to work for you, and you won't be charged hidden or extra fees. And believe me, you won't be because you're all going to let me know. Right? That's right. Probably will let you That's know. right. If it's BS, You know what you're me. getting when you work with Hall Financial. Call them today at 248-308-5000. If you're looking to purchase a refinance or chat with them online, at davidhallmortgage.com. Give Hall Financial a chance today, the official mortgage lender of Drew and Mike and the Red Shovel Network. And no bullshit news. Equal housing lender, NMLS. That's right, number 1467435, Hall Financial. How'd I do? That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Good, good read. Good read for being sick. Oh, my God, man. Stop saying that. I don't want to get sick. I know. We yeah. should have masks on or, or something. Charlie should have right, one. Come on, man. Stop it. Stop with the inane chatter. People are busy. They're driving to work. Um, inane chatter. <laughs> hey, Justin, you there, brother? I am. Hi. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm glad you're here, man. I really, I really Thank respect you. you. you Thank know you. I mean? uh, a cap from, what were you, man? You're basically Wayne Road, right? Yeah, Wayne Ford. Wayne and Ford, right? That's solid Westland. I used to play uh, travel baseball over there, dude. That is that is square Lee, <laughs> right? Working class America, and I'm I'm glad to know that you know you've really worked your ass off and um, sort of I don't want to say shape the news, but that's what you do. You know, you, you guys have a fantastic growing concern there, and uh, I'm I'm just proud of you. I want to say that we grew up two Thank miles you. from I each other. It. You're welcome, man. So listen, what is going? We're going to have an expert on to talk about like the the process of this. So let's not go there. Let's talk about the politics and the media of it. You, brother, are like square up in the middle of this shit. Trump impeachment inquiry. Give the audience a quick summary. What are we talking about here? 
what happened okay. and okay why are we why are we doing this again okay so this year right two things happened that kind of kicked off this whole shit storm joe biden starts running for president he vaults to the top of the polls looks like he could beat trump trump's afraid right next year facing him at the same time robert Mueller gets done with his two-year investigation and you know the end all story of that is that Trump doesn't fry, right? Yeah. And Trump says, you know, exoneration, that's kind of not true, but regardless. So, kind of is, you know, though. Trump, well, it is and it isn't, but right. regardless. So, you know, Trump is cleared, or Trump, Trump escapes getting killed. How's that? Let's put it this or, way Trump is no longer has to put up with you and uh, your reporters <laughs> kicking his ass about Russia collusion. How's right. that? So, okay. he, so he, thank you. So he goes next door to Russia and tries to collude with that country as soon as he gets done almost getting pinched over Russia. Oh, you mean right? Ukraine. So he, mo- he moves next yeah. door to the Ukraine. Okay. One Correct. country yeah. over. Yep. Mm-hmm. And what does he do? What are, where and are we so at? He, yeah, so he is, this is where Biden comes in. He is saying to the Ukrainian president, a new guy who used to be a comedian, who replaced the old corrupt guy, he says, hey, on a telephone call this July, do me a favor. Go investigate Joe Biden and Biden's son, who sat on the board of this Ukrainian energy company, I think they're crooked. I think the son—Trump didn't say this, this is the allegation—that the son skimmed millions of dollars from this company and that Biden, when he was vice president under Obama, pushed out their version of the attorney general to quash the investigation. At the same time— Trump That is smells fishy. Guy to, well, it would be, but it's not true. Now, you don't need to take my word for it. You can take the word of the guy— who initially made that allegation, who was like their Bill Barr, right, their attorney general, Mm -hmm. he's come out this week and said, I don't have any evidence that Hunter Biden violated the law. And, you know, Joe That's not the new guy. That's the old guy. That's the old guy who made it. Yeah, but see, when we talk about Barr, we don't trust him either. So I'm I'm looking at this transcript, and this guy, this, the, yeah, what's his name? Um, uh, Zelensky? Zelensky, yeah. He sounds like kind of a weasel. He sounds like a weasel. He has to be a weasel because the Russians are up his ass. He needs us. And he says to Trump, yeah, just give me what you got. You, you, whatever you need, we're going to do it. Right. So, sorry and to so, interrupt. So, no, it's okay. So what the, what the public needs to understand is it's not just Trump asking to do him a solid. Trump was allegedly pressuring Ukraine, and he did it one big way. About a half billion dollars of U.S. aid goes to Ukraine to give them weapons to go fight the Russians. Because if everybody remembers, the Russians invaded that country and took over, like, their version of the UP, right, Crimea. They're still there. And yeah, they took They it. are. And they're still they in the East. It. Correct. Yep, and innocent people are getting killed for no good reason. About 30,000 so, in what? I mean, 13,000 in the last five years, something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. It's so like there's a war going on. Correct. And so the U.S. has been helping the Ukraine defend, sending them this aid every year for the past couple of years, regularly scheduled. Trump all of a sudden pauses that aid this year. He didn't pause it last year when... You know, Ukraine was supposedly corrupt like it is now. Well, what's the difference, Biden? He wanted to hold on to this this aid from the U.S. to squeeze this new president over there and say, hey, come play ball, in the words of this whistleblower that blew this whole thing open. Come play ball with us, or otherwise you're not getting the money. But Zelensky— Well, well he, he didn't say that on the phone call. Well, here, but Zelensky had no idea about that. I got the phone call right, right. here. But what he did say was, though, right after Zelensky said, well, we really appreciate all the help the U.S. has given us. We'd like to buy some more javelins. Mm-hmm. And then Trump says, yeah, but we need a favor, though. 
It goes like this. Here's the quote. That was the quid pro quo. We are ready yeah. to continue to cooperate for the <laughs> next step. Specifically, we are almost ready to buy more javelins from the United States for defense purposes. To which, you know, Trump says, uh, you know, yeah, I need do a, me favor. a favor. Do me a favor, though. Though is yeah. conditional. So you getting the, the money and the missiles you need to defend your country is conditional on you doing what? Not advancing right. the United States interest, helping me politically Go beat Joe Biden. Okay. As the whistleblower put it, just real quick, as the whistleblower put it, and as the official supposedly told him, and this has been corroborated by the watchdog of the intelligence community, these people said this is an abuse of power by Trump. That's okay. their allegation. Yeah. So that's, so the, that's, that's the shorthand version. Yeah, Trump's exactly. going to hold up their, their, their anti-tank missiles in order to get a mm-hmm. favor to dig up dirt on Biden and his kid. Biden was the point man for Obama. And all of a sudden, uh, Biden's kids getting on the board of a uh, oligarch's gas company, getting sure. paid fifty grand a month when the average wage right. is two hundred a month, right? And he knows <laughs> nothing about gas. Okay, so yeah, right, so, it's cuzzy. It's cuzzy, but it may not be criminal, right? Yeah, but oh come on, man! I just look. I'm nonpartisan. I'm that, not defending him. I'm okay, just good. <laughs> good. Politics, Charlie. I mean, that's what's. And done. I'm not saying that to justify it. That's that's politics. I don't like any of it. And you don't have to. Well, here, here. So here's the thing. Sure. Um, brother, Nancy Pelosi mm-hmm. on Tuesday announces an impeachment inquiry without ever having seen the transcript or without ever having seen the complaint by the whistleblower. Is this stinky naked politics? Yeah, I think I thought she had saw the the. The transcript, but yeah, the complaint no. had not been out yet. Okay, so no, maybe that's, that's yeah. So I mean, listen, Pelosi is she's doing what they say is like is there's an old adage in politics: be for what's popular. Okay, the reason Pelosi came out now is because basically half or all of her caucus, all the Democrats in Congress, are already want the impeachment inquiry. So now she's like, oh, now I'm for it, right? She's not going to get out ahead of those people. Well, now I she get want to get out right? ahead of the fact, right? Like her, she was saying Congress had a right to see the whistleblower's complaint and that the White House was withholding it. Right, yeah. That's what what she was basing this on. And yet, you know, this week, the director of national intelligence says... Acting. Uh, okay, nice. No bullshit news. Thanks for that. He says he got no pressure from the White House whatsoever. So... Well, regardless... What's the Daily the Beast doing well, on that? Yeah, but he said he didn't have pressure sitting right next to the president. But the president interpreted his response as no pressure. Right. He didn't say no pressure. National right, Editor Daily Beast. That's true. National Editor sure. Daily so, Beast. Go ahead and so weigh in on that. Here, here's what matters. The law says within seven days that complaint has to go to Congress. It was longer than seven days. Pressure or no pressure, who gives a shit? The law says he's got to do this in seven days. They didn't do it. So, you know, McGuire's not an idiot. He knows what will piss the president off or not. Does the president have to say something? Come on. It's implied. Okay, perhaps. But well, not only that, but the acting de- uh, director of national intelligence went to the White House and the DOJ before it said, hey, I've got this. Come on. Well, I, I watch and I believe the guy when there's, this is the first time there's ever a question of executive privilege. You want to move something, you better get that waived. You better get that wave. That's that's just you're getting into a legal trap. Normally, what the director of national intelligence is doing is forwarding uh, accusations of misconduct from within the intelligence community, not the president. Yeah. I, I can as, believe as that. As you said, this is un, this is unprecedented. Yeah, it is, but it's not an excuse, right? Well, it's I, again, it's something that 
I put it like this. I've been alive a while. I've lived through a couple of actual impeachments. Mm-hmm. Right? Normally, and we saw it with Trump, there's a DOJ investigation before we're announcing an impeachment inquiry. It's going through the DOJ. Why not this time, brother? What's the Daily Beast going to tell me today before you tell the rest of the world next week why they didn't do that? <laughs> yeah, if I could predict the future, I'd be at the casino right now. Um, <laughs> so, so listen, you know, there was uh, the, the whistleblower said, you know, hey, I think maybe two laws are being violated here. There's a law against soliciting, you know, foreign contribution, right? And we kind of had that stuff in the Russia stuff. You give dirt. The foreigner gives dirt to you that has this thing of value that's legal under U.S. law. So he said, well, there might be a, a crime committed here by Trump. That's crazy, but you know, that's the, the world we live in now. And there may also be a law broken about, um, you know, this cover-up of the transcript, which you can get to in a minute later. So that went to the Justice Department. The Justice Department, maybe unsurprisingly, maybe not, said, well, we don't really think it's a crime here. So, you know, the, the Constitution set up that it's not just the only, it's not like the only people who can investigate Things going wrong or things being bad are in the executive branch and justice department. That's what Congress does. They are they are outfitted to go find the truth about the executive branch because the founding fathers knew. And I think they were right about this and wrong about a lot of other stuff. They knew that if you had an executive outside the the total grasp of the legislative branch, that it was going to be ripe for abuse of power. Right? He would be he'd be he'd be beyond reproach. So that's the. That's the struggle here, and that's how I think they got some of these documents, because the White House said and everything else, they said, all right, we're not messing around anymore. We're going to impeach you unless you fork this over. And I'm telling you, that looks like what happened here. It definitely moved the needle. Look, man, that, okay, this is, I, I, I'm a nonpartisan. I'm not defending Trump. Sure. I'm trying to defend mm-hmm. my institutions. And you're saying, sure. you know, the... Congress's job is oversight of the president. That's that's a subset of its main job, which is legislating. But we haven't really gotten anything in these many years here. We're, we're still withering on the vine out here, right? Yeah, but I mean, to, and, you know, to legislate laws that would protect you against corrupt presidents, you got to have the information, right? So the investigating power is pursuant to the legislative power, right? You can't. You don't want. I mean, how can you know what to fix if you don't know what's wrong? Right, and the executive has been stonewalling them on all of the information and documents and, and everything. Yeah, and they I would add to that, you know, Trump, you're exactly right, and Trump has helped dig his own grave or speed up this process because after the Mueller report came out, a bunch of Democrats said, yep, we think we should impeach him based on what's in the report. Justin Amash, congressman from Michigan, Republican, former Republican, he came out and did that. But then what happened? Trump said, no tax returns, none of my people get to go up there, no grand dream material, no, no, no. And a bunch more people said, we're going to impeach you because we want to impeach you because you're you're stonewalling it. Then on top of that, Trump turns around and basically tries to do like, you know, this thing with Ukraine. And he has got more Democrats probably to come out in support of impeachment, at least in a faster period, than he had after the Mueller report. And it's incredible. Yeah, but look. So he's, he's, he's done himself in a little bit here, he, he, or a lot. Well, look, Jerry Nadler saying, you know, like they took Mueller's report and everybody was tearing through that. Basically, we do have a – Nadler said we have an mm-hmm. impeachment inquiry going on of now. Of course they do. Of course, yeah, of Nadler, course I know him from the old New York days. He's not right. from the cleanest machine in the United States. You know what I mean? So why not – it seems to me they dropped 
all that stuff from the Mueller report. Here's what Trump really did do. I believe, I can say it, I won't be afraid. That's, that's why, I, listen, young man, that's why I'm on my own, because I don't have <laughs> okay. to be afraid anymore, you know what I mean? Okay. I believe <clears throat> that Trump obstructed justice on a crime he was found not to have committed. Okay, you didn't collude with the Russians, but you instructed your lawyer, you instructed everybody to lie about it. True? Mm -hmm. So why don't we pursue that? All of a sudden, we're dropping that one, and we've invented a whole new thing, and I got a a stink here, just a stink in in, in my synapses. It's, It's all politics. Is it? Or is this really, really serious, brother? Because you live this every day. Oh, I mean, this is incredibly serious. This isn't just some disagreement between the two parties. The president used his powers. And he's supposed to use them to, you know, for on behalf of the country. I'm not naive. They do this stuff all the time. But he did it in a really, really pernicious, bad way, right? He wants foreigners... This time Ukraine, last time Russia. Remember, Russia get up there and find Hillary's email. He wants foreigners to influence the American election. What are you, a I xenophobe? Think only, I think, yeah. I think, <laughs> I think only Americans should be influencing the American election. But it doesn't also matter right what on. I think. That's the, that's the law. It is the law. It's also the law. And if it's not the letter of the law he violated, it's the spirit of the law. It's the whole idea. Who, who gets to make the decisions about what we do here and how we live? We do, not some other country. Hmm. Trump, Trump doesn't give a shit about that. But he has called on Ukraine to get involved here and to help him cheat. But right? has, has and, he Trump... wanted, and he wanted to cheat in 2016, by, and he was more than happy to have the Russians be doing all this stuff with Hillary Clinton. That's a fact. He said as much fact. on the campaign. Undeniable. Trump. Go ahead, Undeniable. Hey, just, stop being just, so just nice, listen, Karen. Just say something. I'm just gonna, listen to Trump. But, but, but Bye, I'm going hey, but but to hear what Justin's saying. I mean, it, it's, it's intriguing. But, I mean, hasn't Trump become pretty much Teflon Don? I mean, he's gotten away with everything. He's navigated through all the accusations, whether they're moral violations, whether they're legal violations, whatever they are. How is this going to be any different? Well... You know, that question comes a lot. Justin, right? wait a minute, wait right. a minute. Yeah. Okay. Damn, that was that's that's why <laughs> Karen and I are like pals. You hear that? Yeah. Yeah. Well no, said. Karen. You don't have an answer to that. Well, if you let me talk, I will. <laughs> My show. <laughs> you invited me. Um, go on, so, brother, go on. So, so You know how we do in Westland, man. What you yeah, think? Exactly. Uh-oh. Exactly. So, you know, the thing is it's not you can't just call call him into like, you know, the office to have decision time. The decision time is 2020. You could say, well, he's done all this bad stuff, but there's no power to do anything unless you want to speed that up and impeach him and then maybe convict him. Is he Teflon? Where's his approval rating? South of 50%. He's none of these Republicans. South of 40%, yeah, really. But, but, in some but, cases, yeah. Well, and, and none That's of every else, sitting yeah. president. And he, and he threw Pence under the bus yesterday. He did. That's a whole other conversation. I so mean, does, that, does that look like someone who thinks he's Teflon, or does that look like someone who's scared? No, well, that's here's how, how I know a guy doesn't know he knows he's not Teflon, because he's asking, you know, Yakov Smirnov over there in the <laughs> Ukraine. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? To like, hey, dig up some dirt on, on doddering Joe Biden, right? Yeah, so I would say I would say this. You know, Trump's presidency is proceeding as his businesses did, right? It all looks good. It's all this glitz and stuff. But he keeps taking on these huge liabilities. And the guy just cannot calculate 
risk. I mean, we reported yesterday that Trump thought Nancy Pelosi was bluffing. Okay, that is a guy who does not understand the world of hurt he is getting deeper and deeper in. None of this stuff happens overnight. No, none of, you know, every business that goes out of business, his own businesses, four times bankruptcy, he lost a billion dollars. It doesn't happen on a dime. It happens gradually, and then all, and then it happens all of a sudden, right? And so, you know, the witching hour is either going to be this impeachment, which would happen probably next year, or the election, which is also going to happen next See, year. See, here's so, what's bullshit about that. We don't know. Here's what's bullshit about that. I know the feds very well. You've listened to the show of Bob Bagman. The feds do not swing elections for very particular reasons as not to diminish the institution. And yet the Democrats want to take us through this? I mean, look, I'm not defending the guy, but you, that's what you want to do with the United States Congress is get him just before election. I agree with Comey. You know, former FBI director who got his ass handed to him, and a lot of listeners don't like him. Fair enough. Sure. I respect the man. I agree with what he says. Let us decide. Because look here, bro. Ready? Okay. Sure. Write this down for your next. Okay. The Daily Beast, which, you know, is a little bit liberal, which is okay. I'm a little bit liberal, and I'm a little bit rock and roll. <laughs> Let me just, is this the worst is this the worst? A phone call to Yakov Smirnov in Ukraine? Hey, can you find out what happened with Biden's kid? Let me let me just wa- waltz you back a little bit. Bob's rolling his eyes. Libtard Bob. Yeah. Let me give you the facts. John Kennedy in 1963 supported a military overthrow of President Jim of South Vietnam, who ends up getting assassinated in the car on his way to the airport with his brother. Lyndon Johnson in 1964 fakes the Gulf of Tompkin attacks as a pretext to invade Vietnam, where my father had to go. The lies about the secret bombings in Laos, which were the biggest bombings in the history of this world, one bomb for every human being in Laos, right? The taping of Dr. Martin Luther King. How about Richard Nixon? We know about Richard Nixon at Watergate, but the assassination of Salvador Allende in Chile, you know, the first elected Marxist in the mm-hmm. hemisphere. Ronald Reagan and Ali North in the Iran-Contra. The weapons, right? The swap. The secret wars in Central America. Bill Clinton. We know about Bill Clinton lying to Congress. George Bush. The false pretext of going into Iraq. The weapons of mass destruction. The tortured Abu Ghraib and that, and that cover-up. Uh, the NSA spying on Americans secretly. Barack Obama and the Benghazi, what cover up in Hillary's emails. Trump's phone call? Trump's phone call? None of Kennedy, Johnson, Reagan, Bush. No. Millions died. Really? Tell me, Justin, brother, because we are friends. Tell me this is like, I got to get bent out of shape about this one. Yeah, it sounds like you made a really good case for Congress investigating and impeaching presidents. All right. Thank you. Right. That's true, bro. Okay, right. So I don't think, now, I'm not advocating for it, but it seems like this would be a proper thing to maybe consider. And, you know, what's, what's that? I mean, that, you know, I know you're not making, you to make a rhetorical point. But, yes. But, you know, you don't want to just say, well, I didn't, you know, whatever I did was wrong, but that guy next door did it worse. Hold on a minute. You interviewed for this job, Trump. You are the guy that's in charge right now. So, you know, what is this? I mean, there's right and there's wrong. And, you know, there's two things that he did wrong here, apparently, right? He tried to cheat. 
everybody knows that's wrong. Everybody's taught that as a little kid. Not, oh, you can cheat because the other guy cheats. That's not the moral world we want to live in. And then what did he do? He lied about it, covered it up. They all did. I get you. But I'm I'm real world politics here. So if he's... If the defense is this, the only defense he's got left, because he can't deny it. He can't. He doesn't call this a hoax. He doesn't call this a witch hunt because they got him on tape. I mean, that's it, right? Mm-hmm. So all he now has left to say is, "Well, I didn't do anything wrong." Well, if you didn't do anything wrong, why'd you cover it up? Well, now did, did he put, cover it did, up? <laughs> See, that's right. They, what are we why doing? Why did they put the transcript? Why did they put the transcript on the computer server that the Bin Laden server. stuff is on? Right. My, my bigger point is this, Justin, which is sure. It's a real world job. If you think in the history of this country, a phone call to a guy trying to, you know, dig something up on a political foe, if you think this is the first case, and I just explained to you, we we didn't do any of that. What I'm afraid of, and by the way, we'll we'll go back a second, what I'm afraid Mm -hmm. of is diminishing these institutions to such a level they no longer function. Or has that been done already? Yeah, but but who done? But but who is who is diminishing the institution here? Congress for investigating and trying to find the truth? Or Everybody's Trump, got a correct. role in it. Trump. Everybody's playing a role. No, Everybody's but that's playing not, a role no, in this. No, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I have to disagree. You can't just say everybody has a role because that just says if everybody's guilty, then no one's guilty in it. Then we don't we pause judging things, right? The president endeavored to cheat in the election to get a bunch of foreigners who do not have any right to mess around with our election. Which is expressly against the that. law. Correct. Yes, that's all that matters is the law. And you can say, well, you know, he didn't, he didn't technically violate it. But, like, why do we want the guy who's in charge of enforcing all the laws in the country to be towing the line here? It's not okay. It's wrong. Well, that's cool. So amen. I, that's why I'm – amen. Fuck, fuck that. Listen, we're only, we're only paying attention to the big orange, the big orange orangutan. Because the real shit, where we really get hurt. Is around here, and I don't hear it. nobody, nobody in New York or D.C. is even mm-hmm. covering the middle. So supposedly, we, you know, man, your home, your home state, we really matter in this election, and nobody's really here. They show up and pass out donuts on the UAW picket line, yeah. and you know, and by the way, you and I, I hope you think this is going well because we actually, uh, we talk a lot. Well, not not so much mm-hmm. uh, these last couple of months, but we do talk a lot. We're not far off, but I'm just trying to project like yeah. a mainstream meat and potatoes. What the hell does this have to really do with me besides infotainment? Yeah, I think that question should go to Trump. Why is he so? Why is he <laughs> spending all this time, all this energy, all these different people in the government, CIA, the State Department? He's got his you know, his personal lawyer, Rudy, what are they working on? Was any of this stuff to get one more American, one job or another dollar? No, it was because he is afraid of getting beat fair and square by Joe Biden in states like Michigan, in states like Pennsylvania, in states like Wisconsin. Trump is not doing in some of these instances, but I think the Ukraine thing, here's how I think the Ukraine thing matters, because he's ignoring our country's problems. He's focusing on another country to help pull his you know what out of the fire you native he's not he's not work he's not working on any problem in that it's no. all the self-dealing all the time no, but there's no, well and the complete irony is that biden not, might not even be the nominee 
Correct. Right. Warren surging you know, in the polls. Right. And you're well, trying to this? attack Biden. What's this? He, might he not can even be warned. He can't. I don't think he can be. We've had this conversation. I think Joe Biden actually presents the biggest challenge. Oh, Joe Biden's done. Why? Hey, you three and all you I, listeners. I, I, I think Joe, Joe Biden's Biden. fucking ruined because as this Nancy Pelosi, in my mind, and I'm a pretty good tactician in politics, you just blew Joe Biden up. Yeah. You now become tagged to Trump. So you're going to get something like um, well, Elizabeth and, Warren. And, and, and Justin, by the way, can somebody ask uh, Elizabeth Warren what color she is? That would be a nice thing to start with. Identify yourself. Depends on who asks. But don't you think Joe Biden's blown up? I think he is. Yeah, I, I think, well, I mean, I think, you know, I think the Biden dilemma, so to speak, is this. That's right? Charlie's it's like, phone. It's just, it's, just, <laughs> it's just like the Hillary thing. It's like you're going to spend all this time denying that you did something wrong, which still means you plus did something wrong in the same sentence, right? Right. That's the tough part. Did Hillary so he do something wrong? About, he, can't, he can't go talk about the thing he wants to talk about. He doesn't want to be talking about his son. He wants to be talking about, you know, beating Biden or beating Trump like a drum and, you know, middle class and Joe Sixpack and all that stuff. Well, he's not he's taking off that message now. Hey, listen, uh, Justin, do me a favor. I'm going to ask yeah. you one more question. That was the um, special um, uh, attorney general of Michigan is going to explain mm. the law. Um for those that do do not subscribe or, or uh, click into Daily Beast, tell them where to get it. TheDailyBeast.com. Okay. Perfect, right? I, I go there every day and read it every day. I do, too. Keep up the good Thank work, you. my man. Wait Thank a minute. You. I'm you not too. done, though. I'm not done. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's just talk journalism. One thing for a minute, though. Okay. Because <laughs> okay. you're like, whose fault is it? Um, if you don't think it's all of our faults, I, I'm just not going to believe that. If you don't think the media's got a part to play in this, I'm just not going to believe you, brother. I'm older than you. I got out of Westland first, right? Here's the thing. The New York Times had a real bad week. They did. Right? Number one, you've got, they, they wrote a story about six swing voters who this is really going to make up their mind and they're going to really lock down for Trump. It turns out one of the quote-unquote swing voters has attended 23 Trump rallies and written a book. Another mm-hmm. one has voted for Trump and has a picture of General uh, Lee in his living room, Right? Seems to me, not really swing. Voters. The reason I left the New York Times is somebody emailed me that my Pulitzer winner, you know, when I went and worked in a slaughterhouse in North Carolina. Seems to me they got a Rolodex of, you know, people, and nobody went out. The problem is nobody's going out. The second thing that happened was they published details of the whistleblower being a CIA op within the White House. So, what do you make of that? Be honest. Uh, I mean, no, I think they're two different things. I can't speak to the Trump thing. That seems like not a great move or look. Mm -hmm. I think the CIA thing is, you know, it's a, it's a, it's an ethical quandary, but you know, the fact of the matter is, uh, you know, that helps us understand how and why this person, you know, blew the whistle. And that's a news value. That's of the public interest. It really is. It's not our job to go protect the government secrets far from it. Through that, I don't know. I don't protect government secrets, right? But I do protect whistleblowers. I protect sources. Yeah, and did you hear what Trump yeah, said but, about but, the whistleblower but, 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 today? So, maybe, so is, so yeah, but wait a minute. Up. Wait a minute. I want to. I'm looking okay, at my friend sorry. Bob here, and you can listen, dude. Okay. You guys, excuse me. Stop moving off the tip, dude. Again, 
the hypocrisy of it. You're going to protect your sources, but here's a whistleblower that we all find sacrosanct. And now, see, you want to kick it away. I'm saying, was it right to call out a whistleblower? You don't name rape victims. You, you, you don't, you know, you don't do it. Person, this person wasn't named. Yeah, he's a big yeah, No, but it's the yet, White but... House, the CIA agent attached to the CIA White House. It's like now. two people. Right. And Trump's calling for him to be treated like a spy. Correct. And, and, be, so and, what, and executed. The, but who, yeah, what's, who what's published it? I wouldn't have done it, dude. Yeah, but, but the thing is this, right? You're missing the force for the trees. If the guy had worked at the White House. I think the White House would know who's worked there. Well, that's right? that, that's the clincher. Yeah. That's they the also, clincher. They also had shared. They also had shared, you know, enough identifying information because this guy was the CIA's lawyer who went to like a White House lawyer. So, you know, the difference here, Charlie, is does the general public get to know what a lot of people already inside the government get to know, including Donald Trump, basically, or not? I don't know, but when I watch the Kabuki Theater and saying, you know, the the sanctity of protecting whistleblowers. I don't know, man. Look, I, I deal, I deal with a lot of people. I, I'm the guy that's got to go to federal court next month, and they're trying to get me to crack on who talked to me. Yeah, I won't publish it. To, yeah, the whistleblower has nothing to fear from the New York Times. The whistleblower has plenty to fear. This has been a long thing that's happened in every administration where these guys get nailed for daring to speak up. Even though it's by law, they have protections, there's an executive order that mandates. Then why wouldn't the, the new, why wouldn't the Washington Post name what Deep Throat who Deep Throat was? But they didn't. But they didn't name because they, the they promised them. Because they promised them. I know, but the if source. they if they if they gave us an idea of who Deep Throat was, well, and, why was, didn't they do that? Was that whistleblower law even written then? Well, no, you're missing the point. I'm just talking about: Are you protecting somebody? You're not. If it's if it's good for the paper, or it isn't. Don't tell me it's for the it's the for the betterment of the public. It's for a scoop. Well, I've been doing this course. a long yeah. time. Of course, it's yeah, those, those two things. Those two things. Listen, yeah. the New York the New York Times is not on trial right now, right? We need Why to not? keep the eye on because not? they're not. They're not the president of the United States. They didn't. I, they didn't. They didn't endanger the country. No, but I'm like this, man. I am. I'm a big believer in the First Amendment. I believe in the, in the New York Times' right to do that, right? Yeah. But Damn don't right. give me bullshit about why you did it. There, there, there comes like the, the pro forma talking points, and then there's the reality of why you do what you do. So I'm, I'm fine with it, but, but don't moralize to me because I, I, I stopped believing you. And then preceding that is you offered me six swing voters that you knew weren't swing voters. It's fucking sloth. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't conflict those things regardless. Um, you know, I think, I think we have a better understanding of, of, the nature of this complaint and the veracity of information, knowing that this person is, you know, at the CIA. And honestly, thank God they're at the CIA because if they were working in the White House right now, oh, they would probably they would probably be shit canned. Oh shit, yeah. Oh, none of this. Look, th- this is just having a debate and you know, you know, being brothers sure. and sisters no, here. I know. But, but yeah, because <laughs> there's a whole middle ground here. Yeah, did he act like Tony Soprano? Fucking right. Was he asking for an untoward favor? Yeah. I was it illegal? Exactly, I think it was exactly a stupid Tony Soprano. I know, but you know what's surprising me about you is you're not even even going over that, that line. and, and under, I, I, I'm I, not I even trying to be balanced. That part I'm not even trying to be that balanced. I know. I'm not. Why wouldn't you be? I mean, you, yeah. you, you don't know. This is how life works. I, because I think the facts 
present themselves so much so that you're like, oh my god. Yeah, well, you know what? Then you know, like to, to to quote a great philosopher, you know, every sinner's a saint, every cop's a criminal. I mean, geez. I mean, it's it's turning into a show. But well, again, it's been a show for three years. I don't think this would be anything if this guy look. You know what I don't like about Trump? Straight up. Ready, Justin? Fuckers mm-hmm. trying to start a race war to divide a country, to, yeah. to thread the needle to get back into office when... To get those 40% it, white it, people it, to vote for him. Yeah. That's how he got into office. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you know what? If he didn't talk race shit, 80% of the people that agree would like his economic platform. Maybe. 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 But I don't like what he's doing. I don't like him tweeting taco bowls. Even though I saw a report, I believe it was in Politico, that we spent $24 billion in the bailout of the farmers, and it's way more money than they, they spent on the sanctions, you know, or whatever. So it's like, who, who's he hurting? Who's he helping? The people who voted for him, he's not helping oh, He's you. not helping them either. Yeah. yeah. He's not, but he's, he fueled into a fear and insecurity. Kidding? No. I mean, let's not do that. He, he just asked an economic question. Justin, stay with us here. What? What are you talking about? Because what he's doing there is popular, right? China got to get in shape. Elizabeth, well, China's got to get in shape. Wait a minute. Elizabeth Warren's saying the same thing he's saying. Who you're going to vote for. But but his China tariffs are hurting the fucking farmers. And so we have these. Dude, the farmers get welfare every year. They're called subsidies not to plant. Well, Come on. And then and they increased by $24 billion. Okay, fine. No, she, not fine. GNO's That's you, me paying. That's Traverse City paying. That's I don't think you, I don't think you know, even know enough. You saw a story. How much in tariffs did we collect? Not $24 billion. Well, Well, how much, Bob? I don't know. Right. I'll look it up right now. Well, oh, there we go. Bob's actually going to work the board today, Justin. Look at what's <laughs> happening here. All right, listen. Um, I need popcorn. <laughs> Why? I can watch the show. Right. Okay, Justin. I'm, um, thanks, man. I'm, I'm going to call you this weekend and uh, let's, let's, let's discuss. Sure. Okay. Thanks for having Dude, me. You're tight, hey, man. Justin, that was a great conversation. Thanks, man. Bye, Thank Justin. Take care. Bye. Bye. Oh, but him freak my brother out there. I know he's probably like, what is going what the, on? Well, that's no, just every, no every, bullshit every, news. Everybody knows your passion, Charlie. I've so. turned that crap I, off. I, I don't think anybody's surprised. So, well, it's What do you good. mean, passion? I thought I was the one talking sensibly. Was I not? Yes, you were. But I'm, I mean, talking, I'm, but I'm talking about your challenging, by, I mean, that exchange was a passionate exchange. Well, we need to do that. because yes, I do. This is a really like, dear friend of mine. I understand. And you love and respect him. I'm saying that was a good, passionate exchange. You said, did you throw Justin off? I said, I don't think so because he is aware <sighs> of your passion Justin's and your commitment. A, well, he's a heavy hitter. Yeah, well, I And he got, he got a reputation to uh, uphold, you know. He's got to have journalistic well, standards. This, this, I, this, I, elevated, I, this elevated that reputation. Justin, I hope you're listening because you're, you really did just, you know. Robert Sedler? Hey, hey, Bob, could you be louder here? Let's listen. Stop, Charlie. Making me lose my. Stop. I got the flu. Wait a minute. I know you do. Stop. You're like, you're like a little kid who's sick and you just want to be hell. Hey, Justin, I know you're listening. Listen, dude, I'm going to send you a Coney kit from American Coney Island. All right, bro? I like that. Oh, yeah, he will because he's from Russell. He knows. He knows. Let me, I'm going to throw this away. I'm not I'm doing what they're telling me. I'm not doing what they tell me. Rebel Charlie. Hey, motherfucker, don't do what they tell you. Okay, I got it, but hold on. American Coney Island, I got to tell you something about American Coney Island. It began in 1917. You want to know how? 
Two Greek immigrants, young guys. Take that down. You want to know what happened? Michigan in 1917 banned alcohol two years before national prohibition. Did you know that? I was not around. Welcome to No Bullshit News. You didn't know that. Maybe you didn't see that in Politico, Bob. Should I put this bottle away so, for you guys? So no, two, I was just looking at it. Two years <laughs> before prohibition, American Coney Island begins in 1917, three weeks after Michigan bans alcohol. The brothers, American Coney Island at that time, was a shoeshine shop and a hat cleaning shop. Mm-hmm. So the two brothers get an idea. Guess what they do in the basement? Make chili? They make a speakeasy and a gambling hall, meaning... America, one of America's first speakeasies, blind pigs, was American Coney Island. Now, In Detroit. Now. It's pretty cool. Like the Earl of Sandwich. Yeah. You know where the sandwich came from? Mm-hmm. The Earl, Earl of Sandwich was a lord, right? He liked to gamble, didn't like to get up from the table, and he told his slaves, whatever, indentured servants, foot soldiers, bring me a bread with some meat in between. Thus the sandwich. Thus the Coney. The Coney is the Detroit version of the sandwich, a tasty dog with a 102-year-old chili, dating back. Those dogs snap. Recipe. 1917. In, uh, go ahead now, Bob. Where is it? Uh, it's on Michigan Avenue, uh, right in downtown Detroit. And uh, you got to go there. They have the best Coney dogs, and they snap. The chili's delicious. And I really love their fries. Nice. I, I, I do. I really love their fries. You know, I love chili cheese fries. Yeah. And they're delicious. They are. And they have beer. So. <laughs> and listen, Justin, I know I'm you're sold. listening, bro. So what I'm going to send to you is a Coney kit, right? The, the, all the fixings on dry ice. It'll get there overnight. And if anybody else wants one for the Super Bowl or oh, you there know, you go. you're living in Phoenix or whatever. Just you give do. Charlie a call. He'll send you a kit. Well, no. If you, <laughs> no. If you help the show out, we'll do that if you're not at home. You go to AmericanConeyIsland.com. And. Um, ADR Consulting, right, who provide full business, construction management, and IT consulting services for your company, your municipality, law enforcement agency. They do a lot. They're experienced. Got a quarter billion dollars in private and public construction projects since 2001. Need to reduce your costs. Mike, uh, fake mayor Mike Duggan, I'll be calling in. We'll see about that. (laughs) So is that the real Mike Duggan? Because is the real Mike Duggan fake, or is this the fake real? That's a good the real question. fake. I prefer the fake Mike Duggan who talks more truths than the real Mike Duggan. It's a misdirection. You see where I was going there? Yeah. Totally right. Kind of like where that was going. Totally just, right. I'm just wondering. <laughs> Look, ADR consultants are experts in procurement, compliance, and minority participation. They can save millions and get it done right. And you're not going to have a bunch of grand juries and political hocus pocus. And I wish some of the national outlets would send some reporters into this place, the hinterlands, because it's really going on. We're just as interesting. In fact, Happening. the executive editors come from here. The Pulitzer Prize winners come from here. Honest, ethical, smart. Call Barry Ellen Tuck. I mean it. 248 9424 for a consultation. Get the job done right. Get it done on time. And get it done on budget. ADR Consultants, 248-318-9424. Is the dear professor on the line? Is he, Bob? Yeah. Robert, are you there, sir? Yes, I am. Thank you. Really, I mean, this is, I don't really usually say this, but 
you are considered the finest legal scholar on the Constitution. It's true. I, I, you know, you don't remember me. We've spoken a couple times. I know we have. Yeah, awesome. Okay, so I don't got to do that. Like, you know... I want to show off for an audience like you're important and, you know, all the smart guys. But you are the most respected mind about the Constitution in the state of Michigan and probably in the country. Um, you are also the special assistant Michigan attorney general. Please tell the attorney general I don't bite, you know, just want to talk <laughs> policy. But, sir, thank you for coming on. We want to talk about – oh, Professor of Law at Wayne State University. That is the connection to Detroit. Very important. Welcome, sir. Pleasure. You want to welcome, I guess? Sure. Robert Sedler? Yes. How are you, Professor Sedler? It's Karen Dumas, Professor. Okay, look. How the impeachment process works. Question number one, Professor. What is impeachment? Impeachment means calling into question. It's based on the English parliamentary practice where parliament would impeach an officer of the crown for serious breach of official duty or or serious violation of official duty. And when the framers decided that they needed a way to remove a president if the electors elected a bad president, they came across this concept of impeachment. Impeachment is purely a political process. I'm using that first in the constitutional way. The courts are not involved at all. The House of Representatives has the sole power of impeachment. If they impeach the president or any other official or a federal judge, it then goes to trial before the Senate. The Senate uh, either acquits or it convicts. It takes a two-thirds vote to convict. The president or other official is then removed from office and cannot hold any other office under the United States. That is what impeachment is. Okay, so what you're saying is the United States House of Representatives votes by a simple majority, is that correct? That is correct. To indict. If not indict, the word is impeach. I know, but right for regular folks who've been through the court process, to, to be charged. Right, to be charged. It's That's a charge. That's a good way to put it. Okay. Now, the, we'll, we'll go to the Senate in a minute, but as I read the Federalist Papers, Alexander Hamilton, and the Constitution, it's, um, what is it? It is high crimes and misdemeanors, it's treason and bribery. Mm-hmm. It can be for three things. Treason, which is defined by the Constitution as levying war against the United States. It can only be committed during wartime. Bribery, which is pretty self-evident. Or high crimes and misdemeanors. Now, that is a term in English parliamentary law. It has nothing to do with the crime. It is a serious abuse of power or a serious abuse of official duty. Or, this goes back to the Clinton impeachment, the House added a serious violation of the federal criminal law, even though it has nothing to do with official duties. Clinton was impeached right. for lying under oath in a civil suit 
that had been brought against him for something that he did while he was governor of Arkansas. Uh, so those are the three bases of impeachment according to the precedence of the House of Representatives. Now, what the House is investigating now is whether President Trump had engaged in a serious breach of official duty uh, or a serious abuse of power. So that's uh, open to interpretation because, look, I'm a freak, sir. So I, I like to sit up and just, you know, educate myself and you know, sometimes watch a little porn. I mean, Well, remember, <laughs> it's whatever the House says is a serious abuse of power or a serious breach of official duty. The courts cannot become at all involved in impeachment. The Constitution commits that entirely to the House and the Senate. To determine what it is, and I quote Alexander Hamilton in uh, the um, Federalist Papers, number 65, quote, those offenses which proceed from the misconduct of public men, or in other words, from the abuse or violation of some public trust. Right, that's what we're they are. About. They are of a nature which may, with peculiar propriety, be denominated political as they relate chiefly to injuries done immediately to the society itself. Meaning high crimes and misdemeanors are up to interpretation and it's a political charge. Yes? Yes, that means it is determined by the hostile representative. Now there's something else to remember. The framers never thought that we would have political parties. They thought that all the leaders of the new government would be men like themselves, generally born to wealth and privilege with a strong sense of public service. But, of course, today we have political parties in the partisan sense. I just want to emphasize that this was not contemplated by the framers of the Constitution. They didn't think we would have them. They called them factions, and they assumed that we would not have them in the American constitutional system. Well, they were wrong. They were wrong. They were wrong. They were wrong. How does, sir, how does a, a, what is the difference between an impeachment inquiry and an impeachment hearing? And how does an inquiry, where are we here? How does this start? Well, we are at a preliminary stage. And what's that called? The House will be investigating, and they may or may not, or may not vote out a bill of impeachment. We simply don't know at this point in time. The thing to remember, after the Clinton impeachment, there was a 1998 election. The Republicans lost seats in the House, and both parties believe that that was due in part to public opposition to the impeachment of Clinton. I mean, it was clear at the time that a majority of the public opposed impeachment, but a majority of Republicans favored it. The Republican House voted it, knowing absolutely that there would never be two-thirds vote in the Senate to convict. Uh, And there was. There were two counts. One went 50 uh, to 45 against impeachment. The other was 50-50. There was no way that they were going to get two-thirds. Okay, well, let's, so let's, let's focus this then. I'm, I'm sorry the, to interrupt. Because with the Republicans controlling the Senate, it is highly unlikely there you go. that the Senate would vote by 
two-thirds vote to oust the president. So to correct me if I'm wrong, because, you know, I mean, we, you know, we got a lot of working people. I speak working people and legal. I'm a translator to UN. The House votes to indict. If they indict, it goes to a trial in the Senate. The jurors are the senators themselves. That is correct. Two-thirds must vote to remove him from office on the impeachment indictment. 67. That is, that is correct. Again, you, uh, as I say, you've analyzed, you've analogized it to an indictment. And that is correct. It is a charge. But I want to emphasize it has nothing to do with crimes. Now, once a president has been removed from office, then the president can be tried for crimes. When Nixon mm. resigned in 1974, President Ford exercised this absolute power of pardon, and he pardoned Nixon for any crimes that he may have been committed, that he may have committed in connection with the Watergate burglary. Wait, let me throw this in there, Robert. That's interesting. So what happened to Clinton? Because he was charged with crimes. Clinton was never prosecuted. Why not? Again, that was a choice uh, that was made. Uh, George uh, W. Bush, who succeeded him, did not prosecute him for the crime of perjury. But he could have done that. Could have done it. So maybe George Bush, you know, your junior, was the last true bipartisan? Because that really would have torn the country up. Don't you agree, Professor? Well, again, I think that that's a strong argument against impeachment. It's going to divide the country. You can be sure that Nancy Pelosi is paying a lot of attention to what the polls are showing. I mean, she did not want to start this impeachment inquiry. She has been pressured by the Democratic caucus in the House. I still think that she will try to resist it because she believes, at least right now, that this would hurt the Democrats politically. But we're going to have to see what's going to happen. There's no doubt that the Democrats are going to use these hearings to try to cause as much political damage to the president as possible, and the president will fight back, rallying his base, and try to do as much political damage to the Democrats okay, as let's, is possible. So let me do this. This is fireside chat now. Ready? It's me and you. I'm here. Okay. We're taking our hats off, taking our shoes off. I'm Charlie. You're Bobby. We're sitting around having a whiskey. Bobby, is this political play as you described it, which I agree with, is this detrimental to our system of governance to to use these levers as political tools? Again, the framers did not contemplate political parties, but they did need a method to remove a president or other officials who uh, breached their duties, abused their power, and they hit on this idea of impeachment that they borrowed from the English parliamentary practice. You didn't answer that. That's cool. I like that. But, um, you know, we, we've got CNN live in our studio. Uh, Karen and Bob are hypnotized by it. No, we're it's, not. It's three pasty-looking people with makeup on it. And I'm thinking, uh, if someone dropped them on a bus at Gratiot and Shane... They'd be lost. They'd never make it out. They wouldn't. I mean, <laughs> he laughed. All right. right. You know what I'm... Because Bobby... Knows Gratiot and Shane. Mm -hmm. And what's really going on in life and what's going on so in the political... So is Bob. 
It's true. Um, what is all Bob, this? Bob, how old are you? Do you ever go? How old am I? Yeah. I was born in 1935. Oh. Figure it out. Okay, I watch this. I celebrated my 84th birthday, and I'm still going strong. Congratulations on that. You, you do sound good. And have you ever seen the, the, the Tigers so bad for three decades? Uh, not since I've been here in Detroit, no. Right! Wow. Another crime. <laughs> okay, sir, uh, listen. We, you, you know, this is the No BS News Hour. It's very big in the state of Michigan. It's growing rapidly. Would, would you submit to being our political analyst, our legal analyst, as this shit show continues a to move forward? We, we need a smart guy. Would, would, would you well, mind? Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad to comment on developments. Right now, where we stand is that the House of Representatives is investigating the matter of impeaching the president. The uh, investigation is going to go on for a while. The question is, will the House vote, by majority vote, a bill of impeachment? Uh, we don't know. We'll have to see what happens, and I think God, it's, it's going to depend a lot on the political calculus that Pelosi and the other Democratic leaders make. Because since the Democrats have a substantial majority in the House, they they probably could muster a vote to impeach the president. Karen? Whether they will or not, we'll have to wait. Karen? I'm going to respect God. this man. I'm listening to him. Charlie, I'm not going to He's an adult. This guy, this, he's, he's our uncle. Adult. But he, I'm listening to him because to him? he may actually, which I think he did, almost answer the question. Because I was going to ask him. Why were you sucking air like a lake trout? I'm <laughs> last. Because I want to be respectful. But, Professor, if you were to call this, given the senatorial makeup, uh, you know, just the overall uh, political environment that, that you see, how do you see this playing out? You know, anybody who tries to to answer that question is engaged in speculation. Nobody can have any idea how it's going to turn out. What I'm trying to do is to set a framework. The mm -hmm. House has the power to, to impeach. Highly unlikely that the Senate has now constituted uh, would uh, have two-thirds vote to remove the president. There's Very a big political response. risk. But he said, what he said, no way. It ain't, it. It it's not a political risk for the Democrats in going ahead with impeachment. So what I've tried to do is to outline the constitutional and political situation. And you've Anything done that very well. beyond that is utter speculation. Okay, now here's the last one, Bob, because we, we got fake Mike Duggan coming on. 1935. Let's take a look at, let's just sweep across... Your life, what you've witnessed. Okay. okay. An atom bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Mm. John Kennedy supporting the coup, the military junta in South Vietnam. Lyndon Johnson, secret bombings in Cambodia and Laos, tapping Dr. Martin Luther King, etc., etc. Richard Nixon, Iran-Contra under Reagan. False pretenses under Bush for going into Iraq, the NSA spying on us, Bill Clinton perjuring himself, Obama, Benghazi. Is this you, me and you, with our shoes off? Is this the biggest thing you've witnessed in your 84 years on this planet? Uh, no, 
Uh, I've seen an awful lot of things. I've been involved in a lot of things. There have been a lot of significant things uh, that have happened, and I, I sort of use the, uh, since 1959, when I graduated law school and became Jeez. a lawyer, and, and that's, that's many years ago. No, I think we've just had a lot of significant events. And, frankly, this is the events of the last couple days with the Ukrainian matter has brought this to a head politically. The Mueller report did not have a lot of political impact. The Ukrainian uh, activity of the president seems to have galvanized the uh, Democrats, and I think this has pushed Pelosi uh, and Nadler into having these hearings, an investigation into a possible impeachment. Uh, There's always a tendency to think what's happened at at the present time is unprecedented, and it's not really true. I mean, most everything... What'd you say? Wait, what'd you say there? Wait, say that again. It is a tendency to think that what's happening now is unprecedented, but it's not true. One more time, Bob. Say it again for the audience. There's a tendency to think what's happened now is unprecedented, and that is not true. So we should should have faith. That has happened today has happened at one time or another. Uh, and uh, achieved a great deal of attention, great deal of controversy. There's been an awful lot of that in the last 60 years that I've been out of law school. This is just the latest example of it. Sky's not falling. Sky is not falling. I like to say, I just gave a talk last night to a group in Birmingham about the Alabama impeachment. Pardon? Alabama? No, Birmingham, Michigan, our place. But here's what I say in all my talks. Presidents come, presidents go, the Constitution endures. It does. Okay, listen. Hopefully. Uncle Bob? Charlie, I just want you to get What is the name of your show? The No... Ready? I'm listening. The No Bullshit News Hour. Is that what you call it? Oh, yeah. (laughs) How do you like it? We can't. We can't release that. We can't use that. Oh, no, thing. no. Here, here, here's what we do for like, here's what we do for the Internet and everything. And, you know, like. Okay, go ahead. No BS News Hour. Uh, no BS News Hour. That's the official name. What's the, last, what's the last word? I didn't hear it. No, N-O, B-S, yeah. like bullshit, yeah. News. Newshour, Hour. dot okay. com. I will, I will call it that. No BS News Hour. Okay. Oh, by the way, listen, listen. Fastest growing news show in Michigan. It gets more listens per hour than any news program in Michigan. This is for real. It's very serious. That's why you're on here. And you will be back, and we will. Well, what's, uh, what station is this? It's, oh my God, he's 85. Okay, Bob. Tell him, Bob. It's a podcast. Podcast, okay. Dot that, com. I understand. What a podcast. Well, I, here's what you also understand. Watch this. Bob, you go by Bob, don't you, Robert? I do. Okay. I go by everything. Bob. Um, I prefer Bob. Go ahead. All right, buddy. Uh, <laughs> you lived through the atom bomb, transcontinental air flight, telephone cable being laid across the Atlantic. Um, the explosion of cable. Uh, the cable, computers. Internet. 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 Let's think of television. 
Right, Mom? Cell phones. You you are like for, forget forget um, millennials. Forget dude. millennials. Bob's the generation's the hippest people. Yeah, they just Excellent. just adjust it. Like your mind must be crazy, Bob. And the only thing that's constant is the Constitution. Absolutely, it endures. My man. Okay. Thank you, sir. I'm always available. Awesome. Thank you. We'll be talking to you a lot, I'm sure. Thank okay. you, Professor. Well Take care. Bye. He's pretty sharp. He's fucking awesome. Dude, he really is. He did not miss a beat. Look, I got a no, Rolodex. No, he sure didn't. I got a Rolodex. Uh, I've made a lot of calls to Washington. Look, very busy this week. Mm-hmm. I know some players. You know some players. They'll be coming on. But when I'm calling around, like, we're a Michigan-based thing. Who's the sharpest mind on the Constitution? I think you found it. He is. And he's sharp. I mean, I listen to the way he answered questions. So legal, mm-hmm. but uh, he still answered them. I yeah, mean, and Madam Nessel, you know, as mm-hmm. he's a special, special you know, prosecutor, uh, she really admires him. Madam, you don't have to fear me or Karen or Bob. We just, we yeah. need to talk. We're good. We need to talk. So hopefully... You should. That would be great. Did I? Uh, did Did you watch the Packers? No, I don't do football, Charlie. Eagles last night. You didn't do that. No, I don't like. I don't know. I don't do football. But if you do, your husband does. Tim does. Yeah, he knows. There's nothing like the NFL, and there's no better way. Does he ever put a little wager on? I'm not sure. He may not tell me. <laughs> I got to check into that, Charlie. Look, but let me tell you, it is by the way, mybookie.com, completely confidential. Right, and uh, when you want to wager on an NFL game, there's no better way to bet on them. Go to mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. Mybookie's got the fastest payouts and better lines than any other sports book. Don't forget, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on, and mybookie.ag is the best in business. If you're the kind of guy or gal, and I think this was a gal that wrote this. I fixed it, but. Not, know, saying gal, kind of not saying gal. Why wouldn't you say gal if you're that's, saying that's guy? That's old. Yeah, so's guy. No, it's just if, if you're if you if you and just pick it up from there. Not you're the kind of person we know. We're talking about humans. You so. Need it. <laughs> All right. Where and you Karen got a new job. All right. <laughs> we're gonna open Karen. Here you account. go. If you like to bet a little and win a lot, see, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you multiply your winnings. No matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of the year. Join now and my bookie will double your first money deposit. What's that mean? It'll double, double your you. first deposit. If you deposit 50, it'll be 100. They'll double it. So you're winning already. You start out winning. Look at Karen, an ad executive. <laughs> well, use promo code NOBS to activate the offer. That's promo code NOBS. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. See? No gender there. Just nice job. No what gender is there. wrong with gender? Nothing's wrong with gender. And I'm, they got dolls now that are gender neutral. But I'm saying, it's as if you're the kind of guy that likes to bet. How about if you just if you like to bet a little and win a lot? We don't need to say. Well, oh, and, and you know That's what? what and you, you, what you did was even disguise the gender political hiding of it by going. Yeah, it's you just know. if you like to bet a little and win a lot. Period. Well, Doesn't that be guy or girl? Yeah, listen. Whoever is betting, city, take care of those. City, city girl quote. Period. <laughs> <laughs> what city am I doing with this, Charlie? That's the thing about a city girl. You want to know something? We have so much talent, so many flowers. So much potential. 
It, it's everywhere. It is. It just needs to be watered. It is. It does. Mm. I learned a lot about you having lunch the other day. And we're not going to talk about that, Charlie. No, we're not. Thank you. Why not? Because you're my friend and not all I want to have lunch. Not all my stories are public. Bob wants to have lunch. I want to have lunch. Okay, Bob, then we can have lunch. We had a great lunch. Charlie, the the, the waitress was just so enthralled with the conversation and with Charlie. Um, She almost got in trouble. So, I mean, her manager kept looking over there like as though we had kidnapped her. So, (laughs) the problem with Bob, though, having lunch with Bob, is he always likes to be served from the left. Uh, eh. He's supposed to get it. Eh. That, oh, it's a political I got it. joke. Thank that's you. also right. that's also that's also ethically correct. You're supposed to be served from the left. Right. How about how did you yeah. know that? I went to finishing school. You did? <laughs> yeah. You know how I learned it? How? I uh, dropped out of college. Said, "Fuck it, I'm losing my mind." I got a one way ticket to the closest country I knew, and that was that spoke English, which was Ireland. Okay. Which is actually not closer than Belize. <laughs> no, it's not. But I was a bad college student. <laughs> and I went there, and I worked at a very fancy-smancy restaurant, and I learned all that. Yeah, but that's cool, though. I mean, but my mom and grandma knew it, and I just mm-hmm. always refused to learn it. And you just probably never picked up on it. it. It was just so normalized that you probably never paid attention to it. Oh, you don't have yeah. no idea. You know, yeah. you take a, you know, the, the serving spoon, mm-hmm. and then there's a serving mm-hmm. fork, right. and you're supposed to create like a, um, a fulcrum, right. almost like tongs with them, mm-hmm. as you scoop them. Right? So you got to do a hand trick, like a magic trick. And I'm walking around. I, I told a guy, all kinds of experience. Because I got off at the airport in Ireland, and the, the guy, the customs goes, 17% unemployment in Ireland, and everybody's leaving, and you're coming here, boy? <laughs> and I was like, really? <laughs> but I didn't do the spork, spoon and fork thing. And I'm going to serve from the left. Right. <laughs> but you know, Charlie, all the exposure... All, n- I drank it. Not me. You know, I don't, sounded I, like it. I don't drink. Um, all the all that exposure and the experiences it helps to shape both your level of tolerance and respect for things that are different than you. Sure and that's a problem with a lot of people. They don't get out of their own comfort zone. They don't get off their porch. They don't get off their block. They don't get out of their way. Uh, and so they live it just, in their bubble. They oh, do. with all due respect, you make it sound so boring. I'm sorry. What do you want me to do? I had a girlfriend Hell. there. It was awesome. I introduced um, tequila to Irish people, Charlie, which, if by we the way, is very dangerous. There, we know it wasn't boring. Oh, it was awesome. See, I, that's good. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. awesome. Sometimes my daughter caught me waking up. I was doing Google Earth. Look at some, some obscure thing I did over there. She goes, what's that, Pop? I go, that was the former Roman Coliseum. I think it was, uh, it's near Dunleary. Near Dunleary. Which I thought was Dunlaughery. Looking at the map. Oh my God, I missed Dunlaughery. I was on a boat. I mean, <laughs> the guy's announcing, you're going to, we're arriving at Dunleary. I'm like, I missed Dunlaughery. <laughs> you forgot to pull the Where's cord. Dunlaughery at? Listen, again, I just wonder, I uh, was just thinking. If you're feeling blue and you don't think life's worth living, you can always go to the emergency room. There's doctors to help you, and there's always some place to go. I know that's out of the blue, but it made me think of a friend or two now. There's always a place to go. I get depressed, too. There's always a place to go. Somebody loves you. Remember that. Charlie, I have to tell you this. I mean, and I don't think that was out of the blue at all. Um, 
people carry a lot. I, I got a message from somebody, uh, a, a high-ranking official in the city, uh, with an issue. <laughs> not, not. I mean, but and, and they are dealing with something. And and I haven't talked to this person in years, but they needed a sound, you know, voice. Uh, so yeah, everybody needs help at some in some instance, at some case. Um, I was trying to find the thing that I posted today because I think it kind of sets the. It says, no, that's not it either. I'm sorry. I don't know where it is. You, but you really were going to read your tweets? Yeah. No, I'm going to read what I posted today. Oh, it why says. Did, why don't you give your, why don't you, your just, Twitter handle? What is it? It's Karen Dumas. But it says, just because someone carries it well doesn't mean it isn't heavy. So a lot of times Amen. we're looking at people yeah. and we seem to be moving through. Charlie's rolling his eyes. No, I'm thinking. But I mean, you know, that's just because you're, you're dealing I'm, with it yeah. doesn't mean it well, ain't heavy. Because it because it may look seamless, and you know, we look like we're carrying everything well, and you don't see anything doesn't mean that the things that we're not carrying aren't burdens. People just aren't showing it. So you're right, Charlie. You do need to speak to the people that don't speak up about the burdens that they carry. But remember, let's not do it this way, which is, hey, man, if you feel blue, there's other people blue. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you feel blue, there's a brighter day tomorrow. That's true. That's a better way to And do somebody it. cares. And you matter. Instead of dragging ourselves down the gutter, like, let's remember how beautiful it is. And you matter. Yeah. You do. I mean, I think people, people need to know that they do matter. I think sometimes everybody gets so busy. People ask people, hey, how you doing? And they don't give them time to respond or they ignore their response. So people somehow, you know, are quick to forget that they matter. But you do matter, even if you feel as though you don't. That you is do. true. I, all of a sudden, this turned pretty. They really do. It did turn a pop. Well, they do. I mean, people come up to you all the time and unload, not, not unload, but share with you. And they things do you, matter. Things that you'd never expect. In the yeah. grocery store, people are telling you about and you their do parents, matter. parents. And you do matter. Yeah. I, I just and made I, you a whole dog of whiskey. You know? People, people need people need people. We are social beings, and we need that connectivity with others. We do. Give me that whiskey. Come Here's give me the last year. Okay, you fucking. Prick. Well, I have water. Would you like some water? Water. That's all I have. I have carrot. Ju- I have carrot juice in the car. I remember, like liquor um, depresses you. Okay, but anyway, speaking of public officials, or speaking of depression, depression, shit that makes me depressed. Uh, I'd like to welcome in uh, fake mayor Mike Duggan. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here, hey, everybody. And uh, come on, cheer your day up a little bit. I'm like a breath of fresh air, right? Oh. <laughs> you're, you're a squat little man. Yeah, touche, you, gang, you gangly, skinny little twerp yourself. I'm taller than you, boy. All right, well, hey, you know, we can settle this some other time, Charlie. Okay. But, well, but you've got great hair, Mr. Mayor. <laughs> the hair. Oh, thank si- you. In you know, the singular. I call it the Homer Simpson. I get the two that I have, and I just give them a little boop right over one side of the neck. <laughs> well played. I forget why I'm having you on, dude. Why? Why did? Okay, listen here. Yeah. When are you getting impeached? When am I getting impeached? Uh, you know, impeachment. Uh, what, what grounds uh, you got? I tell you, like, okay, email, like, listen here. Emails, dirt contracts. Come on, what do you got? Watch this. Here's what I heard from the White House today. Ready? That the yeah, yeah. the White House staff deleted public email that was memorializing money being shifted to the president's girlfriend and help from the White House to help the girlfriend make money. That's what's that's what's boiling. Oh wait, wait, wait! Correction. That's your office, sir. 
You deleted evidence. So, like, when are you getting indicted? You know, it's like I always say, if no one cares, does it really matter? Wow. So that they may, hey, let's look at it. Let's be real. Let's look at it from that perspective. Maybe that'll help uh, give you a nice time frame on that. Well, you know, what's amazing to me is uh, how little time you spent uh, coming up with some material for this. Uh, yeah, you know what? Well played. What, what am I going to do about that one? I know hey, my, my, my corporation counsel has already come clean about it, so uh, there it is. What are you talking about? He admitted to the free press that uh, the emails were deleted. Yeah, so somebody... Gar- Garcia. Yeah, so, so somebody... Gets, so, look, here's the thing. Uh, I'm not going to give him much credit because I don't really have much... Uh, how do I say it? Oh, fuck it. I don't got a lot of respect, but you know what? <laughs> You're seeing in the Detroit news this week that um, you allowed contractors in the demolition. Everybody out there, you hearing this? Listen, it's fake Mike Duggan. You allowed them to name their own price. And when I confronted you about it, you lied to the public. Now, Bob, you got if you're not too loaded, can you play that clip? It's, 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 it's not loaded. Yeah, he is. Not loaded. Well, not yet. <laughs> Working on it. He's hydrated. What do you? It's a fuck. Oh, okay. that's the wrong. It, one. it wouldn't be a, a, a show, Mister Mayor, without a fuck up. from thirty or forty. Miles that's a good deal. Listen to yourself. To bring dirt in from thirty or forty miles away was the trucking expense. To bring dirt in from 30 or 40 miles away was the trucking expense to bring... Mr. Mayor, now we find out there were no bills. People just named their own price. And no trucking. There were no receipts. And you sat there and let it rip and lied. And yet, I don't know about that television station or about that newspaper... They let you do it, but it's coming. They know it's coming. Here they come. You put poison dirt in the ground. Treasury and the Army Corps of Engineers investigating you. Where are we going? Why are you asking me for another two hundred fifty million dollars when you already fucked up a, a two hundred fifty million dollars? Hey, progress is progress, and uh, you know, let it rip. Wait, so if you want to talk about all that other dirt? You want to bring up what I said on let it rip? Speaking of let it rip, oh. Damn, I just shit my pants thinking about how much this concerns me. What? You know, look, I, honestly, I don't think anyone's really going to care about any of this stuff. So, so uh, it turns out that there was a little bit of a discrepancy in uh, what, 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 how much the dirt cost and who said what it cost. Uh, but we'll get it sorted out. Listen, bro, that's, that's, see, that's a good answer. This is what I'm looking for. Nobody cares, and you've been carrying them smoking. Is that okay? Sure. Okay. Nobody cares, dude, and that's what you're counting on, but but the feds are really active. Why would you, when we don't have enough police, when we're not paying the firefighters or the paramedics, why are you asking for, watch this one, $420 million, which is the second biggest ask in Detroit in two decades, when the feds are up your ass? Are the feds up your ass? What else is up your ass? Uh, well, uh, gosh, uh, you need a you need a, a speculum and uh, some high powered oh, microscope for that. But but uh, that to, to answer that yeah. accurately, yeah. But so, so I couldn't get into all that. But no, look, it's a distraction. 
obviously, right? It's a distraction. Come on. It, it looks really good. People want these, these houses torn down. So we're going to get them to, to, to vote for it, and then we'll tear them down, and then we'll be able to point to something to say, hey, look what we did. Here's what I found out, Mr. Mayor. Isn't that what you're already doing? Yeah. Isn't that what anybody does that's in my position? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> you know what I found out, Mr. Mayor, this week? What'd you find out? We got no blueprints on uh, the big uh, jail and uh, courthouse uh, project that uh, you're behind. We got no blueprints on the uh, Hudson's skyscraper that you're behind. The skyscraper that's not being built? Yeah, there's. Yeah, yeah I, I go every day now. In fact, I was walking around the site the other day taking pictures. I want to know why the parking lot is covered up. So, yeah, oh, and why is the parking lot covered up at City Hall? There's a big. Gated fence now. So for really, yeah, it's 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 it, it used to be a cement, but now there's a wrought iron fence on top of the cement, and then instead of the arm that used to go up and down, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's now a full fledged um, wrought iron. Yeah, like you know, and it's covered. It's so you can't see through it. It's a, a black you know cover behind, so you can't see in or it's out. Covered up. It's so, covered. So what are we missing, Mr. Mayor? What's with the, what, what's with uh, the fence? I, I'm, I'm only going to speculate here. Maybe, uh, maybe there's some security features, uh, you know, built into that. What Karen was just referencing. Um, also, if I happen to uh, forget to zip up my fly as I'm walking into KMAC, no one will notice. <laughs> or getting out of the car. <laughs> or getting out of the car. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, no, but we're, you know, we've, that, that work's been going on all summer. We've been doing a lot of work to the uh, sidewalks, making repairs, making a little bit more, the building a little bit. More accessible and aesthetically pleasing. But their sidewalks as going, well as side, plaza. Sidewalks are going in places where there are no homes, no development, and no plans for any development. So that kind of seems like a little waste of time, money, and resources. Fake yeah, mayor? well, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fake mayor, go ahead and answer that. Uh, no, I was just going to say I, my response to you know for that is. The, the frame is intersects with the Ramistan approximately at the Panastrosa, and then, and then uh, it'll be all good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, listen, um, congratulations on the divorce with your wife. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you. Thank you. It's nice to know you're now actually living at the Manugian. <laughs> yeah, funny how things work out. <laughs> and, and, hey, did you, did you see the, that report about all the uh, Cougar sightings? 44. 40, no, in the state of Michigan. No. All right, well, you can, you can go ahead and fact check me, but I'm telling you, so state of Michigan, DNR, 44 reported sightings of cougars in the state of Michigan. I forget the amount of time, but not, not a big amount of time we're talking here recent. And uh, look, all I can say is they made a very important distinction. 44 sightings does not mean 44 cougars. Well, the last time I saw 44 cougars was... 44 uh, cougars were at your house. I saw... That's met, what I was thinking. Yeah. What kind of cougars? Well, but then they would... A cougar for him would have to be probably about Professor 60? Settler's age. About your age. No. 65. No. A cougar is an older woman that likes no. a younger right, guy. Right, right, so right, if right, he's right. going to be the younger guy, that woman would be Professor Settler's age. The only t- <laughs> so 85. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the oh, only t- point, point, that, point being that if there were 44... Sightings as of September 17th, there are now 45. <laughs> oh, last time I saw 45 cougars, I was uh, partying at Put In Bay, Ohio. You know what I'm saying? And on that note, oh, 
Wow. All right. Good, uh, good memories. Good luck, uh, Mr. Mayor, fake mayor, because... Uh, thanks. Thanks for having Duggan. Because it's all lining up, dude. I don't think you're no, 200... You're I don't think you're 250, $420 million things going through. Seems to me... Yeah, we'll see. Seems to me... You're going to need that. To, we'll see about that, to, to Charlie. You know what? I, either, either way, I'm going to be fine. True right. that. He's right. <laughs> Redonkulous. See you, Mayor. Redon- I was going to try to figure that out. I can't. <laughs> okay, finally. I, look, don't hold me to this. I, I did some... Un- I, I am not a sports reporter. I don't have uh, access to... Carl, you're going to make me sick. You got smoke and your blue germs and alcohol. I feel like I'm in such a compromised environment here. I'm looking at my, I, I did some. Uh, and I feel like I'm at home. <laughs> Where is my Detroit Tigers? Would it be in this stack of papers you this way? I actually sat there on my iPad. Oh, God, here we go. Research. Yes. I don't know where it's at. doesn't matter, but I can do it from memory. Is it in here? Oh, it's over here. No, it's not. Kara's got... <laughs> I hate cigarettes. Her turtle pulled up over her face. I put it out. Okay. Hey, Karen, I want you to know, I don't smoke down here because I respect you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I'm not going to do that. I just, you know... I, I do, too. I, I fear for my lungs. And I just felt, yeah. you know, I needed one. I get it. I get it. All right, I'm just going to freewheel it. Watch this one. Okay. Oh, this ought to be good. Everybody the Tigers, as we Hold speak, <laughs> lost their 112th game, which makes... Here it is. For starting oh, pitchers, Daniel Norris. Look at that. Under Illich, the Illich family that bought the Move Detroit the Tigers, Tigers for a while. in 92. Yeah. Since 93, their first year, they've had three losing decades in a row. Eh. 18 of those 27 losers, right? Uh, we're losing seasons. 18 of the 27 were losing seasons. 11 of those seasons, they had 90 losses or more. It's 162. You're kidding. Nope. Out of all that time, 18 were losing seasons? <laughs> yes. Shit. Under Illich, the Detroit Tigers, <coughs> were founded in 1900, have suffered their worst season, their four worst seasons in Tigers history. 119 losses in 2003, an American League record. 112 so far in 2019 with four games ago, 109 in 1996, and 106 in 2002. Two, if they continue on so far, right now, two of the top seven worst seasons in the history of baseball belong to the Tigers. Over 110-year history. Uh, 120. 120. Belong to the Illiches. Only nine teams since the Illiches took over the squad, only nine, have not won a World Series game. The Tigers have won one. There are nine that have not won one. Or, and that was 30 years ago. Yeah, 27 or so. Or whatever. Okay, now of those nine, four are currently in the playoffs. Milwaukee, Oakland, Washington, and Tampa Bay. Right? Of the rest... When you consider the win-loss record, the Reds from Cincinnati have a better record. The Baltimore Orioles, who are an embarrassment, have a better record. The Seattle Mariners have a better record. 
The Colorado Rockies have a better record. The only team that has a worse record since the Illiches took over the Tiger are the San Diego Padres. We have, under this family, one of the worst clubs in baseball. It is time for them to sell the Tigers because, remember, that stadium is publicly funded. Yeah. They share no revenue. The Detroit News wrote today that when they made their World Series run, which I believe was 16, their payroll was $200 million. Today it's under $100 million, and they're probably making more money losing historically. Wow. Because we're indemnifying the profit. The Red Wings have been on the bottom of the league for three years. We're paying for that stadium. No revenue share. The Lions, one playoff win since the Ford family bought in the early 60s. We're paying for that stadium. The Pistons, we're paying for that. It's a train wreck. What's the commonality, bro? Well, people are still going. They're still going they're to the. Not the going. Park. They're not. They're not. They're some. They they were talking about the the empty seats, uh, the empty seats at the at Little Caesars Arena for the Pistons games. I don't know about the hockey games, but no, people aren't going. Um, and and I don't know. Is it the record? Is it the fatigue? The loss fatigue? Um, but it's the know, loss no, fatigue. And remember, they went to two series in and one, nobody one likes game. A loser. Everybody almost in baseball has won a World Series game. Don't buy into this bullshit. This is a joke. Why is the... the is that like money laundering, maybe? You just got the somewhere to... Kind of. I mean, in a, in a, in a corporate kind of way. The estimates of the U.S. Census came out this week. We're the poorest city in America. We have four major sports franchises in the city. We're the only one that pays zero in revenue sharing. We need something. This is bullshit. Sell it. Because the difference between the Illiches and Monaghan, who own Domino's, is he delivered a title and his pizzas are better. I know one thing. There is a Little Caesars on Jefferson that is trash. And I, I, yeah, I, I just Domino's pizzas suck. Horrible. I know. I mean, I like I mean, it depends. It's all, Jets actually has the best, best pizza in I the like area. Jets. But, you know, I mean, you go in, and, I, and of course, I tweeted one day. I said, this Little Caesars, this hot, never, nothing is ever hot and nothing is ever ready. Like, what the hell are you all doing in here? And I don't know if it's because it's, quote, unquote, in the hood. I don't know if, you know, what the problem is. But it is just, like, they just need to shut it never down. Never ready, though. It's never hot and it's never ready. I'm ever. just sick of this. What are sports teams? They're, they're, yeah. they're fantasies. They're what a community rallies around. It gives us some, some uplift. It, it gives us some kind of some communal connection. connection. And right. you, the, the Lions and the Tigers are in the bottom third of payroll. And we're paying, you're making a, pro- fuck off. But it's so, <laughs> yeah. it, it's so, you know, what people would associate with Detroit. Like we just, we accept mediocrity. You know, it's it's all okay. We don't. We just want we something. Shouldn't, but we 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 tolerate it. But we do. We do, we do yeah, tolerate. We, it. we do tolerate. Uh, the Tigers this year set a record in the history of baseball for losses at home. In the history, here we go. Here we go. History of baseball. Why would I go? I don't watch. Um, baseball is too slow for me. All right. How many? 59, I believe. Uh, Ownership or coaches? Ownership. Okay, I'm just asking. Man, we got, we got a low usually payroll. When, usually when people... Half the payroll of the Tigers is invested in two players. 
Jordan Zimmerman, and Miguel Cabrera. Everybody else is a minor leaguer. No offense to them. God bless you guys. It's not your fault. Oh, we're not paying you. And they're, no, never mind. Come on. All right? Come on. It's a, you're a loser, Chrissy. Loser. <laughs> Sell it. Remember. Love each other. Unbelievable. Share the wealth. You matter. Fight the power. You matter. Don't do what they tell you. You matter. Do what's right. Which one are you playing, Holmes? The Tigers. Uh, no. <laughs> We're going out on a song now. What are we going out on? <laughs> <laughs> See, you should ask me. I could have picked something. <laughs> on, on, your, on your rundown, you yeah. got Tigers, yeah, you tigers outro. outro. And you don't know the outro. The Tigers. Not the fucking Tigers. I sent you uh, Rage Against the Machine. No. Bob's hydrated. Be nice to him. No, we're not. Get, get rid of that. Fair ball down the line. Kepler does it. A walk-off winner in 17 innings. They'd like to dump Gatorade on him, but the Gatorade buckets are empty. That's how long this game has been. As the crowd roars for Eddie Rosario. A drive to right field. It is back and gone. Twins lane. A pinch hit. Go ahead. Three run homer. And the Twins take a 4-3 lead. With two on, nobody out. Top of the first. To third. Out there. Out at second. A triple play. Unbelievable.
said that brought crosses. Some of those that work forces are the same that brought crosses. Some of those that work forces are the same that brought crosses. Some of those that work forces are the same that brought crosses. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Fuck